Free thinkers, patriots, and liberty advocates everywhere, happy fucking New Year's. My name is Rob Bernoso, and my friend Alan Lemp is with me as always. We're happy to bring you into the new year. Alan, how are you, man? I'm doing great, man. Doing great. I've been hearing fireworks the last couple days. People are popping off, having fun. Remember, if you're out there and you're going to shoot your gun, do not shoot in the air, shoot in the ground, people. Have fun, but be safe about it. Enjoy your freedom, enjoy your liberties, and enjoy the new year. Always know what's behind your target. The most important thing about range safety, where it's that projectile going to land. Well, and the, the nice thing about shooting in the earth, uh, the target behind you is China. Yeah, true that. <laughs> Dude, did you do anything special, man? Did you make one of your big famous barbecues? Oh, I didn't yet. I'm, I did some of that after, well, Christmas weekend, pretty much all Christmas weekend was barbecue stuff. Did a ham, uh, did some dino beef ribs, uh, a couple other things. Just did some some small stuff, nothing nothing major to talk about. Personally, I just kind of kept it local. Um, my wife and I did, did a lot of cooking. I was off for a week, you know, so did a lot of cooking, a lot of stuff around the house. Made some home improvements and just generally had a good time. Nice. Yeah, dude. Kick up, take the the pressure off your feet, enjoy life, enjoy your time, enjoy that rest and relaxation and get those projects done. I mean, that shit weighs on your shoulders so hard when you have all these projects lined up around the house that you want to do or need to do and uh, don't have the time to do. We I've knocked a lot of those out the last couple of weeks. I'm with you on that, dude. Hell yeah, man. You know, it's it's kind of it's kind of sucks you gotta cram it all in there. One of the um and you, you don't have to immerse yourself in any one ideology to know that you got to have some kind of balance to your day. Uh, more power to you if you can work like 16, 20 hours a day, come home, sleep four to six hours and go right right back to it, you know, uh, do it while you're young. Don't forget there's other options out there. And uh, sometimes it's nice to live your life. So it is. it kind of sucks. We got to cram everything in during our breaks. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm glad to have what I have. So. I'm just making the best of it. Yeah, no, dude, I'm with you. I mean, with uh, all the family and friends that you get to spend the time with, you know, time is your most valuable resource that you'll ever have in your life, right? You're losing, you know, a pieces of it every second of every day. So to make sure that you can actually spend that time with people that you want to enjoy it, get those memories in. That's amazing. Um, even if it does wear me out, I would love for the holidays that one year where it can be uh, peace and relaxation. I get some naps in or something like that, but you know, really loving the time I spent with all my friends and family the last couple of weeks. And um, it's never bad when you get some good presents too, especially when it comes to uh, firearms and things of that sort. You know, one of my family members gave me a new rifle this year, which was uh, nice. Got a nice 300 blackout. Nice. I'm going to start decking out, putting some furniture on here soon and um, putting some work in with that. That's going to be my new home defense CQB rifle right there. Nice. Um, really, if at maximum defense, if you're listening to this, please drop your frangible ammo. It's been like 10 or 11 months since you guys started teasing us with that. Like, I, I need that frangible ammo. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> nice, man. Have you, have you seen those videos I'm talking about? No, I haven't. Oh, dude. Um, so everything I've seen, everything I've read about this frangible ammo, 
you can literally take pliers or scissors to it and it will not break. You don't have to worry about it breaking in your mag. You don't have to worry about it breaking in your barrel. There's videos of uh, like Brandon Herrera and other people doing a demo with it. And they're shooting steel targets like five, seven feet away. No way. Yeah. It's breaking apart just fine. Yeah. It breaks into like a pinhead size. Oh, that's fucking gnarly. Yeah. They said they were shooting boars. They're hunting boars on a, a Texas ranch. And uh, anytime they shot a boar in the side, six to eight inches away from the entry wound, the ribs were broken. And the cost on it's supposed to be super cheap too. It's supposed to be like good home defense rounds for like nine millimeter or anything else. Um, so you're not going to be paying like an arm and a leg for it. And I mean, dude, honestly, that concerned to hollow points, I will take the frange all day for self-defense and home defense, especially. That's like, if you live in an apartment, you know, like you share a wall with your neighbor, that's something that you want to, that you're going to want to go with because you know, as, as nice as it is to have full metal jacket, that shit goes right through the fucking wall. Like, <laughs> and contrary to popular opinion, hollow point ammunition can penetrate drywall. You, like like I said earlier, you, you want to know what's behind your target because, you know, there could be innocent people back there that can get caught in the crossfire and then you're going to be in a lot of trouble, both uh, legally and morally. You know what I mean? You're going to have to deal with that for the rest of your life in confinement or not. Yeah, dude, 100%, man. Um, and not even just apartments, but if you got kids. Yeah. Like, say... What if by the time you get your PC on and you get your rifle and you get out your bedroom door and that person's already heading down towards your kids' rooms? And what if your kids are coming out of their rooms and they're now behind that target? Well, if you have that frangible ammo that's breaking up that way and it's exploding completely on impact, releasing all that energy, you now have, you know, almost absolute no worry that you're going to have overpenetration and end up harming your kids with that. Oh, absolutely. And if you are of the mindset that states it could never happen to you, I sincerely hope that it doesn't because there are 2.5 million burglaries annually, according to the FBI. And that translates to about one every 26 seconds. And homes without a security system are 300% more likely to be broken into, according to alarms.org. Now, police solve only 13% of reported burglary cases, according to Pew Research Center. And according to the U.S. Department of Justice... 66% of these 2.5 million annual burglaries are home invasions. So it's better to be prepared, just like you would prepare for a fire or or any other emergency. 100%. So for now, I'm using, uh, or I will be using, uh, you know, hollow points on everything I do for home defense. But seriously, maximum defense, get that released. I get you have to build up a stock, but come on, it's been a year. Love to have you guys on too. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about the complications that's been for supply chain and everything else. Let's brag about it for you. Um, but I cannot wait to have almost the entirety of my home defense ammo be that frangible ammunition. Uh, Rob, you have any uh, New Year's resolutions? Do you do that? I have honestly never done that myself, but I am doing one this year. But really curious to hear what yours is before I share mine. Yes. So for me, a New Year's resolution is a statement of maintenance. Today, I'm going to continue to maintain my commitment to self-improvement by doing more than I did yesterday. Today, I'm going to lift more weight. I'm going to do more repetitions. I'm going to run farther, and I'm going to run longer and faster, and I'm going to jump higher. There's going to be more money today that I make, that I save, And there's going to be less money that I spend today. 
than I did yesterday. So as you can see, the theme is that I'm constantly challenging myself and pushing myself farther than I went yesterday. And that's an ongoing journey, right? So once I reach one milestone, I still have another milestone to reach after that. It's a never-ending grind. It's something that we all have to do. And that's what I mean when I tell somebody congratulations for your commitment. I'm reminding them, like, you know, without boring them to death with my philosophy that, hey, like, you made a commitment. Tomorrow there's going to be more that you're going to have to do to reach your next milestone and more after that. Yeah, it's a great mindset. And honestly, I absolutely love that. And that's really been me pretty much my entire life. Same way. Um, You know, I live by the day, live by the week, live by the moment, trying to be a better person every second of every day and um, whatnot. But, you know, I've had a lot of people been asking me over the last year or so to to come visit them. And and these are online friends, people from the movement, Um, you know, people that are, you know, on the side of liberty and, and trying to help you know, really get the people in their communities together and, you know, expand that liberty in their area. So I'm making a commitment and I'm going to say this here and today so everybody can help hold me accountable, but I'm going to try to go meet at least eight people this year uh, throughout the year, but I really want to hit 12. I'd love to hit one a month. I'm not sure with my schedule if I can do one a month, but I really would like to go meet at least eight people this year. Um, share that story, share some pictures and what we did and everything else too on the podcast when I go meet them and, and have them on as guests as well. And, you know, really kind of keep moving forward from there. Um, everybody always talks about, oh, we got to unite, but nobody ever wants to meet people that they know online. They're too worried about these suburban black SUVs pulling up on them and making those jokes or worried about this or that, or just not playing, uh, playing the truthful hand with it. Right. Yeah. So I want to try to, I want to try to set the example. I'm going to go meet some people this year. I'm going to go show they're fantastic people. They're beautiful people. They're doing some beautiful things for the Liberty movement and for their communities and help keep pushing all of you forward with it. I encourage all of you to do the same. Alan, as always, you are setting an incredible example. And for our listeners, you can help us do this very easily. It's way easier than you think. Just pull out your phone or get on your computer, log in to your social media network of choice, and find the groups that people join to volunteer their time for helping others or for helping their communities, wildlife, nature, etc. What Whatever mission you have an interest in and a passion for, I guarantee you there's a group for it. Yep. I'm still banned on Facebook right now for a couple more days, but um, yeah, I get, I get tags on everything still get tags from a lot of people. And yeah, those, those groups, especially like the boomer groups and whatnot. Oh, yeah. Um, not, not all boomers are bad. Let me don't, <laughs> don't put those birds in my mouth, but a lot of the stereotypes exist for a reason. <laughs> Abab. All boomers are bad. <laughs> no, it gets, it gets to be a lot to keep up with. You know what I mean? Um, What's your favorite non-internet form of advertising? I would say uh, mainly talking to my neighbors. Word of mouth is pretty Honestly. good. You ever see those um, those what? ads in the back of the the delivery menus? Does anybody even have delivery menus anymore, dude? What the hell? Uh, yeah, they do on their phone when they look up the the menu for the place they're about to DoorDash. Remember from. the menu drawer? Uh, do you remember the menu drawer? 
I do remember the mini drawer. My parents still have one. They actually have like one of those magnets that has this plastic sleeve. They have a bunch of stuff like to go menu stuffed in as well. Um, I think coasters are still a great thing. Probably anybody under the age of like 20, 22 to 25 probably is like, what the hell are they talking about? What the hell is a menu drawer? (laughs) Yeah, guys, Google it. It's going to blow your mind. So we're going to start the new year here. The growing season is going to start. There are a few key states whose largest economies are agriculture, and they also seem to be negatively affecting the rest of the country with their polling power. If you would like to even out some of these graphs that you can find on WTFHappened1971.com, do a little research, find out what the grocery stores and the restaurants are importing from other states, and grow that in your backyard. Start a vertical farming operation. Sell it to the grocery stores. Sell it to the restaurants. Start small. See where it takes you. If that's your thing, if you got a green thumb and you're passionate about this sort of thing, hey, that's just one of many solutions. I'm sure it can be done better than I said it. But if you got the means, you got the drive, you got the determination, it's a new year. Let's do this. Let's see what you can do with that. That's a really good point. You know, we talk about different forms of revolution, right? And different ways you can make an impact and really unite people to make a big impact. And doing that kind of stuff by denting pieces of their GDP in the state, especially for states like, you know, for instance, California, um, that can make a big thing on them. They all of a sudden lose a lot of money for the government. They all of a sudden lose a lot of money for growing the government. And now the people start having a little bit of more unrest. Maybe you have a little more mass noncompliance. And what happens then? No, stop. More they're, people they're, start. They're saying the quiet part out loud. Shut them down. Shut them down. <laughs> exactly. You know, let's let's have a 220 repeat, right? I'm unfortunately going to be able to show my kids uh, that the government tried to call people who grow fruits and vegetables in their backyards extremists. Uh, and the people who keep a few cans of canned food, um, you know, a couple thousand rounds of ammunition and a few rifles are extremists. And, you know, the bulk of these people, huge amount of people in the United States who did not vote. Mm-hmm. So so the, so the people with the with, who are voting, pulling these these duopoly parties, as people like to call them in their office, they're, they're kind of kind of small, right? Kind of a small group of people. So, I mean, you want to keep remaining quiet. Just think about these things. Um, and I know most of you non-voters are good people. I mean, it's to, it would be statistically impossible to say that you're all criminals or that you all have ill intent. I mean, the, the place would be burning down. Um, so I know you're good people. If you don't want to vote, do these things, you know? And you're all like the, the regular moms and pops and sisters, brothers, cousins, etc that that we all work with every single day you know we, we all walk amongst each other that's that's the crazy part right it's not that crazy yeah no it's it's not crazy at all and you know going back to gdp and um ways we can affect that you know there are certain ways like you're talking about we can affect exports and the gdp for certain states and you know cut certain socialistic communistic 
um, states down on their government firsthand. But we also have to look at that on the reverse angle, right? Um, we need to start talking to Florida and seeing how we can export more Florida man. Because I think if we get more Florida man all over the country, then these politicians are going to be a lot more scared of what these Florida man might do if they start stepping over these boundaries. Um, Gato, hit me up. Let's talk about this. We need to start exporting Florida men immediately. <laughs> Florida man now. <laughs> Florida man 2024. Let's make it happen. Let's vote for Florida man. Absolutely. Yeah, it, it, you're going to have to shake things up, everyone. Um, you know, push yourself out of your comfort zone. We're getting closer to the next big election here. Um, bring the power back to the people. Like, like, like I said, even if you don't want to vote, you can, you can still make an impact at, at least go to your city council meeting meetings, please. Or join nonprofit groups like our friends by Cohen's you are the power, uh, where you can help make a difference where it's needed as well. And actually take action yourself in your area. If it is close to you, uh, there's plenty of other groups out there right now. Go to your city council meetings like Rob's talking about. And just organize your community, period. You don't need the city council or anybody else to build up your own little groups and start doing some homesteading, start doing some farming, start some gardening, whatever it might be. Um, just you guys don't realize how much power you have. We've all been beaten down since we were born through propaganda that we can't do this. We don't have any control. No, we are the power. Organize, organize organize and things will change for you i promise i think your beard just grew like a couple inches after you said that <laughs> oh my heart too <laughs> uh you guys can't tell we're, we're celebrating tonight so we're getting a little bit more lit and we're gonna get a little bit more into these conversations oh yeah man what a great way to bring in the new year talking about taking on the status quo and taking on the government <laughs> Give them, give them something to compete Yee. with. Give, give them a reason to, to seriously, like that's that should not be an extreme statement. You know, you should every now and then you should challenge your own government, local, state, national, even, uh, to improve themselves. Mm -hmm. They, there should be a demand for government performance. Yeah, that's that's another thing I kind of wanted to talk about. Um, past couple of years, uh, more than ever, you know, libertarians have have kind of made a rise and um with social media it's easier it's easier to make an impact on many different communities and when that happens people who are running the show are threatened it's just like when you go to go to work and you are a top performer your boss foreman whatever above you as you as you start to advance they're gonna say hey like this person's coming for my job and they're gonna lock it down same thing same same thing right um, but so it feels, it feels a little bit intimidating, but don't let that stop you. Like I said, make them feel like they need to perform well to facilitate what you need to happen in your locality. That's important. You know, that's, that's what our forefathers wanted most of all is to, to make the government work for us, right. By the people and for the people. Yeah. And, and just so you guys know too, you can go buy high vis vests. You can go buy stuff to fill potholes. You can block off roads and have people with orange flags while you go fill these potholes. You do not have to rely on your state or city government to do this for you. 
If you have this in your neighborhood or around your area, feel free to make this happen. Absolutely. I don't I don't know a single person who doesn't like free stuff. And and not seriously, if 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 some city government somewhere comes out and shuts down an operation of that size of people who actually like do that work for real. So they're licensed, but they're doing it, you know, <laughs> pro bono, as they say, then what a bunch of assholes. Like, cause, cause if the yeah. city couldn't afford to do that in the first place and the people step up to say, Hey, you know, we got you, you know, you have to be a complete fucking asshole to use your monopoly of, on violence to, to shut down the people like that. Mm-hmm. And and here's the, the hint guys, the city could afford it because it's your money to begin with. So if you step up and use your money, what is the city really going to say? Oh, we didn't get to extort your money and pay other people with this and launder it to that before we did this half-assed job. And you guys are doing a much better job than us and you're doing it much quicker and more efficient. Uh, we got to shut you down. Sorry, guys, you're, you're being far too good to your neighborhood and to your neighbors in your community. Film it, go out and do it, see what happens. If they show up, put that online. We will tag it for you. We'll share it. We'll have all of our friends share it. But please, this is the kind of mass noncompliance we're talking about. We're not talking about guns and Molotov cocktails. We're talking about going to fill some potholes. That's where mass noncompliance starts. And then it builds from there. So um, wherever you live, uh, you can go and check the budget. You can go down to your city hall and check the budget. You can see what they approved as far as spending goes. And you can get that information just by asking for it. You might have to pay like a small processing fee or something, but that should be public information. And especially if you're a resident of that locality, you should be privileged to that information because it'll tell you how many roads they can fix per year or per quarter. Uh, It could tell you what buildings, you know, like, that are on state ground or uh, city grounds, they can fix. Um, how much is in the budget for school building repairs? Or, you know, maybe even they wrote in the budget to build a new school, depending on, you know, your situation. It might be different. That's important. You you want you want to have nice roads. Uh, the money that you pay from from your income should be going to something nice, right? Schools, better for the kids learning. You want to have nice schools. Uh, even, you know, you're all of your first responders, you want them to have nice equipment. But one thing that you don't want is for them to go very overboard on any one of those things. Keep tabs on them. They will get out of control. Uh, wherever you have any organized structure, corruption happens. That's It's a, it's a part of the process. And it's a part of the process you have to ex- accept. You can manage it, but it, t- it takes all of us to do that. So So take a step up and show some initiative. There's a reason why there's a saying that, oh, people are corrupt. So we need a government made up by people to control us. It's so it's so fucking ironic, isn't it? It is. See, like, so change that. Like, you can change that. Listening at home right now or wherever you are listening, you can change that. If you sit there and do nothing, the people that that are able to push their way to the top, the 1% of people who are able to push their way to the top will be able to rule over the 99% of the people who are... Uh, passive right who 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 don't want to participate who couldn't care less organizing people trying to get your money together being fiscally conservative keeping a watchful eye on your community on your city 
on your states, on your government is a natural right. You have the right to make sure that they are doing what they're supposed to do. Remember, we employ them, not the other way around. So people gather your community, keep an eye, do what you can. And if they try to put a front on you and try to step to you and say, you can't do this, videotape it, step to them, tell them that they don't have a right to do it. You're the ones in charge. They work for you. And then you contact people like us and we'll help spread the word. And we will start winning these cases and start showing the government who really is boss again. And that goes with anything too. It's whether like how your government is spending your money or how they're treating people who are just trying to do what they need to do to get on with their daily lives or, you know, even, even their lifestyles. Um, it's that's kind of another thing I wanted to talk about too. There's a couple of cool accounts I see up there on Twitter, uh, against ad against groomers. Uh, it's gays against groomers mm-hmm. and their, their partner account trans against groomers. Anybody in the LGBT crowd out there, like one of the things I hear from people on the right, is is that you know oh the l's i'm fine with the l's i'm fine with the g's the b's but the t's are the ones who are the groomers and i'm I'm thinking about it and over the course of of my sort of my journey here uh, and talking to all kinds of people and actually going out to the street to these uh these rallies and, and events is that there are there's a lot of trans people out there who would who absolutely publicly defile a pedophile like i'm talking like it would be brutal like the things that they would do to a pedophile you know if they caught them in the act of violating a child you know like they had the same thoughts as the rest of us about pedophilia and that it's wrong you know so to, so to me like when i hear that argument you know it's it kind of it fumbles me for a second you know because i don't really know how to respond but but because without virtue signaling right and you all know that's like a baseless argument to virtue signal but you know it's it's nice to see a trans against groomers account who's coming up to say what i've been trying to say all along you know like um you know they're out there just because you know like i said if if you step on a lego you're feeling the corners if the pin is standing straight up it's going to go on your foot if it's on its side you won't notice it it'll be hidden in the carpet or flat on the floor it won't hurt you. It's a really small group of people out there that are making these these nasty, vulgar, vile interpretations of relationships with children. Right? It's it's disgusting. Uh, but but there's very few of them. Yeah, yeah. No, hundred percent, man. It comes down to live how you want. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be mad at you doing you. Right. Right. You're not gonna be mad at somebody living how they want. Just don't push it on other people, and especially. Don't push it on kids. Right. Especially don't push it on kids. And we're seeing more and more videos and more and more stories of that kind of stuff happening and trying to groom kids from a very young age. And really, what is what is the point of that? There's some weird objective behind this movement on that back end that I have not been able to try to wrap my head around that they're they're going after young children to try to expose trans and hypersexual act activism or whatever the fuck you want to call it at a very young age but why you know um 
as far back as there were paper ads from department stores, there were underwear ads and stuff like that for for uh, for all ages. And a lot of these ads were always seen as controversial. Um, but one thing that I've correct me if I'm wrong, um, but one thing that I've I've never seen any evidence of is like what Balenciaga did with with their ads. Um, with like the BDSM material. Um, another thing, there have always been, there's always been drag shows and it, it has always been like a popular thing for for people to go watch and participate in. Um, like Rocky Horror Picture Show even, there's like some drag elements to that. There were not children allowed there because it was, it had an adult theme. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, but now you go on Twitter and you see a drag show and everybody's sitting there like this is normal. And you have um, a person that's wearing drag with pasties only covering their nipples and small undergarments walking a child up and down the aisle. That's that's not supposed to be happening. Don't be forcing these things on. They're too young to understand this. They can't even critically think until they're like 12 to 15 years old. They haven't even mastered it yet. Brain isn't fully developed until 25, 27, something like that, depending on you and your origins. And people try to argue that you should be able to own a gun at 18. You can only own a gun at 21. But they want to allow people to be in this type of situation. Right. What's more dangerous? Somebody having the practices, the safe practices and having the knowledge on how to handle something safely that can defend them and their family or exposing kids to this. What is more dangerous? And this stuff is like really it inspires a lot of like really angry feelings in uh in people who are parents. You know, I'm married, we don't have kids yet, but it makes me angry uh of what I'm going to be of of the world I'm going to be bringing my future children into. Uh so there it inspires a lot of really angry emotions and it makes you want to jump up and become extreme right away. But so like, let's, let's, let's do something productive with that though. So, you know, like that's the reason I brought up those accounts, like the against groomers, uh, the coalition they have going trans against groomers and gays against groomers. Um, take an educated approach to it because for as, as wrong as it is and as righteously angry that it makes us, you can do a lot of harm to people who didn't want anything to do with that in the first place, right? Don't just jump in there with violence because that's what's happening. And yeah, they may, you know, knock out a few bad apples out of the out of the bunch, but like just like the other way around, like like you see the people on the left going after police and, you know, tearing down families um for what their their cop relative did or um punishing the entire uh, department for what one officer did and the rest of the cops there can't even say anything because they're under NDA. And if they start getting emotional, they could lose their jobs, right? That's like the situation that you're igniting right there. So like, <laughs> you're just going to have to accept. You may not like it, but you're going to have to accept that you have to go about it a different way. You got to, right? You have to do it as one community. 
Yeah. Tolerance is tolerance. That's fine. Live your life however you want. Dress however you want. Go to parties and have these parties however you want. Don't push it on my family. Don't push it on my kids. Uh, I think that's all really anybody's asking for. Um, same thing as like separation of church and state and, you know, religious freedom. Believe what you want to believe in. Don't go out there and try to push it on anybody else. And that's almost what it feels like, man. It feels like uh, like religious freedom has gotten out of hand. It's yeah, it, there's there's no doubt, dude. Like your morality should be able to influence mm-hmm. your political pursuits. No doubt, dude. Like we want good people in office, right? Who are going to uh, serve and and protect our constitutional rights um, and freedoms. But you know, there's 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 that thing again. Um, if you believe in something, that's fine. Don't push on anybody else. Um, there, there's no reason for that. You do you, but peace, love, and happiness first, right? Don't try to hurt anybody with what you do. Don't try to force it on them. Don't try to push it on them. Just enjoy your life and enjoy the people around you. Yeah, dude, that's that's another big thing that we're seeing here. Uh, your political, your uh, your your political uh, ambitions should be able to be influenced by morality. Uh, definitely. It, it would be unethical to sell, to sell somebody, Hey man, like you're a good person, but don't, don't be doing none of that good shit over here. <laughs> you know, like, uh, like if you're a, no matter what religion you are, what, what you believe in, uh, mm-hmm. you can't expect other people to believe the same thing. That's, that's where it becomes unethical. Right. So like, yeah, no doubt. Like you should be able to, to be whatever religion you are, uh, become, uh, mayor, senator, governor, congressman, president, whatever, and be successful. But the second you start forcing your ideology on anybody, even the slightest bit, this is where that, and this is like ingrained into the uh, the mind at birth, into every single American, that instinct to say, what? fuck you, get off my property. You know, well, like well, that's well. that's what people feel like when you're like encroaching, like when you encroach on their beliefs and you say, hey, man, your beliefs are wrong because mine are different. It's like a baseless argument to begin with. Like, fuck off. Can can you do that voice again and say, get off my lawn? I don't know how I did it. It just kind of came like, out. You! Get off my property! <laughs> you, you like pull yeah. this like... Get off my lawn! I don't you know. You pull this like it, inner like... different comes out every... Old man like <laughs> almost like Clint Eastwood out. You're like, you! Get off my property! <laughs> but if you, if you did like get off my grass and put a little grit in it, it'd be Clint Eastwood to a T. Like, get the fuck off my know, lawn. Man. <laughs> just, it just came out. It just... It, I, I just something I just started saying. Uh, like I... we. Got a little too lit. I, I think I know. I, I think this could be a t-shirt. <laughs> you get off my property. <laughs> Grunt. We just gotta figure out how to spell. <laughs> well, that's easy. It's spelled H U here. Oh shit. Oh shit. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, stay off people's lawns, um, especially old men, especially if they uh, hold a shotgun or a rifle or they're sitting there drinking beer in the <laughs> front porch and they're cleaning that shit. It's not somebody's lawn you want to walk across. Trust me. Don't trespass on that. Also, uh, if, if they got a if they got a Grand Torino in the garage, they may be able to pass on some, some cool old man knowledge to you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and stop forcing your shit on other people. Plain and simple. Your idea is your idea. 
Mine is mine. I'm not going to hurt you over your idea. Don't hurt me over mine. That's about as basic as we can break this down. That method would be just as effective in major cities as it would be out in the rural rural countryside, um, especially in the liberal cities, man. Um, yeah, everybody loves a passionate politician who who gets up there and says, I don't care about approval ratings. You know, I'm going to pursue my ambitions. You know, that's that's fucking beautiful. But like it could be also really bad because they could be somebody who has scary ambitions, depending on what you, you believe in. Right. Yeah. They could be getting up there and throwing their weight around for all the wrong reasons, for all we know. And there's there's places in a lot of cities like that. Uh, up in Cleveland, look at East Cleveland. You know, it's it's like for, for some of the things they have in out there, they're they're stuck behind a little bit. You know what I mean? Like some sections of the city will have traffic cameras, other sections won't. That's another thing you'll notice. Um, uh, people living in poverty, child poverty rates, uh, conditions of the streets, of the buildings, of uh, the local infrastructure, anything you name it, it's all affected, and in a negative way too. Especially, it's, especially if you get somebody in there who's a cotton-headed ninny muggins. Yes, there we go. For anybody who's an elf fan. Yes. Shout out to Bo Farrell. Shout out to John Favreau. That movie almost did not get made. And if that movie hadn't gotten made, um, we never would have had Iron Man. For real? Yeah. So John Favreau was the director of that movie, who also played the doctor in that movie, uh, where he came out and he's like, well, it's a boy. Um. John Favreau got his start, I believe, the same time as many others in the movie Swingers. But that was his directorial debut. They almost lost money on it. There's a mm. there's a, a nice little thing on Netflix about it um, that really explains everything they went through. A nice little documentary. But yeah, that shit almost didn't get made. So Will Ferrell probably wouldn't be where he's at today. John Favreau wouldn't be where he's at today. And uh, Zoe Deschanel would not be where she's at today without that movie. That's wild. That's wild. It's a good movie, man. I love Elf. It's one of my favorites. It is probably the best Christmas movie of all time. Yeah. Um, and I say probably because Netflix came out with the Christmas Con- Chronicles movie. And that one's... I haven't seen that yet. Uh, no spoilers. It's pretty fucking badass. Um, you got Kurt Russell, got Goldie Hawn net. Um Kurt Russell's a badass Santa in that movie. It came out a couple years ago. There's a second one that came out, I think, last year. Hopefully, they'll make a third. Um, this is not a movie podcast. We are just geeking over Christmas movies because we are geeked. <laughs> it's the season, bitches. Cause, yeah, because we're geeked right now. We're going to fucking geek on the holiday. But, folks, for sure, if you do not want to be a cotton-headed ninny muggins, you will drink a little bit of water every day. All right? And by a li- drink, drink. and by a little bit, he means like drink a lot of fucking water, a lot. It should be it should be cl- it should be almost clear coming out, right? That's that's how you know that that you're keeping your filters nice and good. Uh, when you when you it gets you know the darker colors, that's when you know you're starting to get dehydrated. And I am talking about your piss. Yep, Cl- clear to light straw. That's when you're good. Um, also, do your dry fire training pistol and rifle do your room clearing training get it all in and by all means please 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 anything else you do 
Do not forget to point. <laughs> Dry fire is important. You should um I, I read something great earlier. It said you should you should probably dry fire about 400 times every day and then maybe a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So like maybe even a little bit more when you're at the range. Um you know trigger reset drills. It's such a popular training drill that they actually make special magazines for dry fire drills and it'll it'll reset your trigger for you. The the Mantis system. Cool. There's a couple different companies. Yeah, the Mantis system is one of them. Uh, there's, there's just a few different companies out there to make them. It'll reset your trigger for you. Um, yeah, some some firearms, it's it's not going to be good for the firearm. Like, um, I think some center fire rifles, uh, rim fire rifles, no no, anything where the the hammer or the pin is going to be striking on an aluminum, like a thin aluminum wall. You're gonna to want to avoid doing dry fire with, but um, like I know, like with my AR, like if there's if there's nothing there, the the firing pin's not hitting anything. Yeah, you're you're safe. You know the worry. What you're gonna be worried about is the firing pin shattering in, into a bunch of pieces, right? That's what the worry is. But like if you have like an open chamber there and there's there's no there's no round there or no plate for that hammer or pin to strike on, you're fine. Yeah, you know, pr- proceed with caution as always. And clear, clear your weapon out before you clean or do any kind of drills with it inside your house. Clean it out, clean it out, uh, clear it out, clear it out twice, clear it out three times, however many times makes you feel good. Check your chamber two, three times before you begin. Be safe. Yeah. Yep. 100% agree. Always get that training in. Like, and, and get one of your buddies over to your house, get your neighbor over, practice doing room clearing and CQB training with each other. You should always, if you're able to, have at least one other person with you when you're doing CQB training. 100%. And always be mindful. Yeah, 100%. And always be mindful of your muzzle, muzzle awareness, even in your own home. You know, it's it's when you it's when you think nothing's going to happen when something happens. And there are there are statistics there there are statistics out there. Go up there on Google and look at it. I'm sure they change every year. Um, enough people get seriously injured or killed doing dry fire exercises in their own home with the buddy for there to be a, like a, a solid number every year. So, yep. That's why I suggest that Mantis system replaces your BCG, put it in there, resets your trigger. Um, it's really easy to do. You don't have to worry about hurting your friend. You don't have to worry about hurting your family or your neighbors and you can get that training in and it feels realistic and you can even do more with it. So get something like that. Have some fun, learn some training, Make sure you're prepared. Speak peace, love, and happiness always, but also know how to speak violence in case anybody speaks it to you. Be fully capable of speaking that better than they can. And as always, goddamn, I love all of you guys. Have a great new year. Or at least I hope you had a great new year. And uh, we'll talk to you guys very soon. Hell yeah. Happy New Year, everybody. Uh, y'all take care now, and we'll see you next time here on the Anti-Politics Podcast. Peace! Yeah!